Hello, and welcome to the UA podcast. Um, this is our Symbols of Peace series, um, and we're going to run through some quick events um, and current events with you as well um, from the past week or so um, of the My Hero Academia uh, CCG. Um, so Ryan, what, what kind of things have been going on this week? So, so far this week, the only real thing that I've seen going on is uh, the Plus Ultra Pack B tier kits are starting to hit the stores. So that'll okay. be all your your set of twelve promos with a, a bunch like five characters, five attacks, a foundation, and an action. Right? Am I uh, breaking that down correctly? Is there an action? Plus ultra. Oh yeah, yeah. There is an action. <laughs> yeah, there is. It's the name yep. the name of the pack, in fact. So I'll be I honest. Think that's... I've never I've never looked at it all the way broken down by card type. I've exclusively yeah. just looked at the cards. If that makes sense. So, <laughs> so I think that's yeah. right. I think there's five characters, five attacks, one action, and one foundation. So all those are exclusive promos for those Plus Ultra packs. I think they'll be added to Redemption later, but if you haven't made it out to your local game store yet to go pick those up in some tournament play, get out there and get you some free cards. Right, and and just for some clarification for everyone, when he refers to, like, if you if you purchase, like, the, the Unit B or Package B or whatever, um, that's for your store. Um, so the way Asmodee um, sold uh, My Hero initially was in, like, a, a Package A and a Package B. Package A was like if you ordered like the big pre-release kit that had all play mats and all that other sort of stuff is my understanding. And then um, B was just if you ordered basically the the normal release kit, like anything that was just, you know, that, that first edition release um, from there. And so that's the distinction that they then use to also determine uh, when plus ultra packs became available. So if you ordered uh, the package A, they were available like a week earlier than if you ordered the package B. Um, and I don't know if that's like intentional that they staggered it or if it was just like they were trying to fulfill things and it just took an extra week for them to fulfill all of them that I don't know. But yeah, I know from talking to our local shop and then also um, from some of the things that you've seen, uh, you know, on the office and other places like that um, that seems to check out and that seems to be what's going on. So um, ours are showing up soon. Hopefully our, our stores told us that. So I'm real excited for that as well, because uh, we're growing a local scene and, you know, we need to get some promos, get some people in the stores. And we need those plus ultras, baby. Yeah, we all need like a million plus ultras. That's true too. Yeah, at least four a piece. But you know, we'll work on that. Yeah, but uh, outside of that, uh, no other current events that I can think of. The Joffis had some things pertaining to their other properties. Okay. Um, some board games and stuff they're working on, miniatures, yada sure. yada. But um, as far yeah, as the MHA, MHA yeah, MHA stuff, it was kind of light. Um, okay. And honestly, I guess that's a good segue into uh, we're down to our last two episodes of content for the Symbols of Peace series. Speaking yeah. of uh, light on content, uh, <laughs> we have some ideas for some stuff we're planning on doing going into the new year. Um, but uh, we were kind of just want to get everyone's feedback on anything you would like to see us do through the new year uh, on the podcast. So, like I said, we have some ideas on stuff we want to do, but we really want to get stuff out that you guys want to see. So if there's anything that you can think of that we haven't done or you'd like to see us do on our podcast in video form or even like written articles for our website and stuff, just drop those in the comments below and uh, just let us know. Yeah. And, and just to, to piggyback off of that, like, so the way we currently do stuff is we, we try to release, you know, about three things a week or so. Um, we do either like a blog or a stream at some point. Um, we try to do uh, every week we have the, the podcast uh, where we talk about a symbol currently. Uh, and like I'm saying, we're going to look to expand that into other things because we're going to run out of symbols soon. We'll probably reevaluate. I think one thing we're talking about doing is going back and reassessing our initial tier list because um, there's definitely been some shakeup there. <laughs> I'd be the first to tell you I guess I'm wrong. Um, but Spoilers. Then, no moves yeah. S tier now. No, we're not going that far. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, 
and then also, you know, uh, we're going to be looking into the new year uh, and to kind of like uh, launching some different things. So we want to make sure that the content we're providing is, is the content that you enjoy. So, you know, if you do enjoy our stuff and you're listening to it and you like it, you know, please hit that subscribe, that follow, um, check out our Facebook, you know, make sure to check out our websites, get kind of like a hub for all of our content. Um, you know, we got Google classes, we got more of those coming out for sure. Um, so, you know, we just want to make sure, like Ryan was saying, that, that the stuff we're giving you is the stuff that you want. Um, so if you can either leave a comment or, you know, um, a, a comment on a video here at YouTube or a comment on Facebook or anywhere where we post on social media, you know, Discord, whatever it may be, um, that's something we're looking into as well. We were considering trying to launch a Discord um, and seeing maybe if our community wanted to, to gather up there. So um, lots, of, lots of things in the works that we have ideas for, but, you know, it's for you guys anyway. So um, just let us know. And, um, yeah, we appreciate your your support already and uh, look forward to getting to know you and providing you more content. Yep. And to make it easy for you, all the links to all of our stuff will be in the description of the video and the description of the podcast, wherever you're listening. So you can get to our YouTube or Facebook, yada, yada, and you can leave your comments or suggestions there. All right. So I think that's all for current events. So uh, I guess we're going to get into this week's symbol. So we'll see you guys on the other side. See ya. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking about the air symbol this week. Uh, we're going to give you a quick breakdown of some characters. Well, not some characters, all the characters that have air. Their attacks and foundations and everything that goes with it. Um, with you, as always, I'm your host, John Jennings. And we got my uh, co-host, Ryan Craft and Matt Childers. How are we doing today, guys? Doing great, man. How you doing? Doing good. Matt, what's up? Not much, man. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How, how you guys doing? Y'all you having a, a good day so far? Uh well, yes. Oh, Joey's God. in the room, so you know it's good up in there. <laughs> it's a good day. Sorry, I just, I just realized that the door was open because Joey had not left it open. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. It's uh, it's the, the weather's finally better. It's been raining constantly down here in South Carolina, so it's it's nice to not have that actively raining right now. I can't believe you haven't trained Joey to shut the door when he comes in the house. Just oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> I um, yeah, I'm right there with you on the weather. Like I um, I hadn't actually looked outside yet today until now but i can see in your window that's looking nice um so so that's a nice change yeah. of pace because yeah it has been it's been raining for the past few days it's no good but yeah it's man I'm, I'm i'm super pumped because i got to play some cards um yesterday yeah. so that was awesome and uh mm -hmm. got to play all but like one of my decks that are built so that was a lot of fun um yeah. had a whole bunch of people come up locally to um some from out of town and stuff just kind of hang out and play so it was really cool feeling it good was, man yeah it was a lot of fun i was out there too for a while uh and Kind of on on brand. Talking about this episode today, I had a Conway Woods air deck that was a lot of fun to play. Nice. Um, yeah. So uh, speaking of that, let's get right into these characters. So from the the core set or the base set, we've got five characters. I guess technically six if you want to count Conway Woods. He's in the quirk packs, but he's you get him from the core set. He doesn't have support and that kind of stuff, but he's in there. Uh, and then we've got All Might three, which is in the plus ultra packs, and we've got the. Uh, or a Rocket 2 in the DLC packs. Um, we've got a good variety of characters here. We got one of every hand size, basically. We got five, six, and seven. Um, and it's kind of a, a good, I'd say a good even spread of uh, kind of like big, beefy characters like that Uraraka to, you know, you got your 720s. We've got a couple of those in there as well. Um, just gut reactions to your, to air characters. What do you guys think about them? Where, where are they in, in like a tier of characters? as a symbol. Why don't you kick us off, Mint? Sure. Um, I think the air symbol's totally fine. Um, I 
have not built an air deck yet, mm-hmm. um, but I use a lot of air cards and a lot of other decks. Um, so I imagine that when I combine them all together um, to make one deck with air, it's probably going to be pretty all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I are we specifically talking about as far as the air characters, like which ones I, I like or, or don't yeah. like preference wise. Yeah, if you think what's your like, I'm all right. I'm gonna make an air deck. I'm starting mm-hmm. with this character. What's it gonna be? Um, well, I guess I'd have to say right now it's the All Might three because I do actually have him built, but it's just not off of air. Okay. Um, however, I don't think he's actually like the air character I would build. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I'm only saying that because I do have that deck built. It's just off a different symbol. Um, sure. Same thing with with Asui. Um, uh, and I think she's actually a really good air character, probably, because air always has wanted to kind of clear its card pool and do shenanigans there, and she does that, and she's really good. Um, but I don't know. I'd probably go with either uh, Kaminari or, or Jiro if I was going to build just a pure air deck. Um, I'm pretty excited for some of the DLC cards to come out, and I want to build a air Jiro at that point um, because there's some cool stuff you can do there uh, with some of the new Uraraka cards. So yeah. uh, I'd, go, I'd go Jiro or Kaminari. Yeah, for me, I, so I like, I love all the air characters, man. Like, air is a symbol, it's just kind of my jam. I love what air does. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in the past, order was my jam because I like to stun people out all the time. But mm-hmm. uh, the more I play the game, I just love, like, I love the things that air does, man. You know, you get speed, momentum, yada yada. And now we do have characters that are also stun air characters that do things. So I can play Kaminari if I wanted to. But mm-hmm. um, if I was just building a deck, I do already have an air deck built, and it's Uraraka. And it's really fun, man. You get to throw, you know, stun attacks over and over at people. Uh, you loop them and make Matt angry by throwing 1.3 million volts seven times every game. That indiscriminate shock. Yeah. Mm. And then... Um, it does not care. It does not care. But yeah, like, oh. every single air character that I have seen so far, uh, I actually really like all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. The only air deck I've actually built was, as I mentioned, is that Kamali Woods deck, but... I like. I feel like any of these characters are. You can play them differently. Like you can make like a good combo. You can make like a good air, like just straight aggro deck. You can make a good mid range deck. You can make a good defensive deck with any of these characters. And I think that's that's kind of uh, interesting. I don't know that you can do that with all the symbols we have right now. Um, as far as differences from old UFS to this, as far as like what the symbol used to do, I feel like air used to be kind of like a momentum shenanigans deck. Is that is that kind of what you guys remember about old UFS Air, or at least back when I played? I feel, I feel like it was a lot of like, uh, like yeah, cards reduction. like Whereabouts Unknown, things that kind of stuff. It's like speed reduction, multiple stuff, right? Didn't it kind of do a lot of that, Matt? Um, I, mean, I no, I mean like carpool clearing and um, and and some momentum stuff, but like uh, readying cards. Uh, okay. It's normally a very air mechanic. Um, and, and clearing your carpool. Like, th- to me, those are the two that you'd see probably the most consistently if you looked over. Um, to your point, though, because it has momentum shenanigans normally as well, that leads to multiples or mm-hmm. to other momentum dump type attacks. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, someone like a Bakugo who just gets to clear attacks and all, like, that's a very air-type mechanic. Um, I even, when that Gen Con promo uh, or demo deck Bakugo came out, like, I mean, I built him off air in standard um, and it was totally playable. It wasn't that great, but it was totally playable. You know, like it wasn't trash. Um, mm-hmm. So he kind of he kind of embodies that element of it. Um, and I think you know, Kaminari generating a whole bunch of momentum. Um, 
I mean, that's kind of always been an air thing as well. Or Uraraka, you know, mm-hmm. momentum shenanigans as well. Yeah. Um, as far as like the old UFS kind of stuff versus this one, did, was there like an air character kind of like both of the Urarakos who were like trying to loop the same attacks from their momentum? Or is that a newer aspect, do you think, that they've kind of... Oh, no, 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 that's definitely something that's that like not necessarily a character. Um, like Zoe um, would be the character from old UFS. Um, right. like she she looped things so well, she got banned. Oh. Like, like there right. was a world where literally out of the but four diversity, I want to say like out of the top 16, 15 of them were Zoe or something crazy. Like I like she it wasn't literally quite that bad, but she it, was over 50 percent. Yeah, she was way too efficient, um, and she just looped stuff is what she did. So okay, cool. Um, well, it's, yeah, it's definitely they, they definitely consistent kind of there. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. And I mean, also just kind of feels uh, accurate to Uraraka as a character, right? She's kind of like floating things up and pulling them down as she needs them. So I like yeah. that. It's a cool um, design for sure. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I will say, and it, I kept finding myself saying it um, playing yesterday as well, is like the design to capture the theme of these characters and like their quirks or how they actually are in combat mm-hmm. is it's still just really good. Like there's only a couple characters. I think that they, they, they missed the mark in my opinion, all the others are like spot on. Like I couldn't think of a better way to have done it. And yeah, I, love I, think that's something, <laughs> I think that's something we brought up during our like very first podcast too, when we were doing our class mm-hmm. rankings, like yeah, just great job on all the theme stuff. I think it's really good. Yeah, yeah and, and that's held true, you know, now two months out and actually like playing with the characters, right? Like we were just mm-hmm. looking at all the cards and we hadn't got to actually play. And we're like, oh, yeah, that seems kind of accurate. There's another, but like, what was it? There was um, uh, there was one game I was playing yesterday where I, I realized like, oh, yeah, because it's like this. It might have been when I was playing against the Midoriya stuff. Um, and it was very accurate to how Midoriya tries to get by in season one. You know, like he's just making a bunch of guesses. And then at any given moment, he just might randomly explode you, you know? and yeah. um. And that's exactly how that character plays. So yeah, it's pretty cool. That, that's good. I mean, like Kaminari, like he's get he's in the in the show. Like he he can use all his powers at once, and if he does, then he's just kind of like left stupid, yeah. right? He's uh, short circuited, uh, and that's he's got the really <laughs> powerful once per game ability. And after that, he still can do some stuff, but it's like you get you're really just kind of waiting, holding back on him to pop that one thing, and then you got to try to survive it, right? Man, yeah. you only get one shot to not miss your chance to blow, right? Yeah. <laughs> one of the so ones I've heard once. Damn, is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the ones I didn't quite understand until I guess more recently was Jiro mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. like her theme, but I guess she's like using sound waves to like see what's under the surface. Yeah, she's absolutely. So yeah, she's supposed to be scouting out um, yeah. and and figuring out what the next things are going to happen are. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess she's supposed to be kind of just like amplifying um, either her the charge attacks, or weapon attacks yeah. with by using sound as well, because like you know she kind of she doesn't directly do that, but you know like it's. I still think the, the the idea of it being on charge and weapon attacks is what is more thematically appropriate for her there because like she has to use weapons um, or maybe even she uses her her boots as the weapons kind of thing you know. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and Momo makes her the sword, right? That's the she does it in the in the uh, the uh, was it the USJ fight? Yeah, there at the end. Because mm-hmm. um, um, that's a lot of her attacks and stuff are, are weapon themed. She has the sword or whatever. Mm-hmm. Obviously, guess that from Momo. Um, so yeah. it may be in future Jiro, if we get like another Jiro down the line, maybe she won't have like a weapon theme or something, but she'll keep the charge theme probably. So yeah, yeah I, could, I, I could see her losing the all symbol on like a, a future version because that's like kind of the weapon symbol, right? So yeah. And, and uh, I could see that. One thing, and I'm sure you guys have talked about this before, um, so I won't waste time on it, but uh, um, like 
it seems like for every character, not just like one or two from looking at the DLC, they're they're keeping two symbols the same mm-hmm. on each version of the character and they're rotating the third symbol, um, which is really cool. So like even when you look at like Uraraka, she has air and chaos on, on her DLC and her core set one, right? Mm-hmm. You look at all the All Mights from the set, they all have, you know, um, all and good on them. And the third symbol rotates, which that's really cool because what's going to happen <clears throat> if they keep that up is that as you get further in sets, that character is just going to have a huge kit. Like mm-hmm. their elf cards designed for versions of that character, which means they're probably going to be pretty similar enough that they can, <clears throat> excuse me, interact with each other pretty well. So like you may not have to borrow cards like you do right now from other characters kits um, eventually, which would be kind of cool. Well, do you guys have any other overarching thoughts or comments you want to make about the characters before we go ahead and move on, move on and jump into some attacks and foundations? No, I, think um, we covered, I covered everything that I wanted to. Yeah, I mean, like, I think, honestly, I don't think there's a bad air character, mm-hmm. which I don't know if I've said that for any other symbol that I've been a part of. Yeah. Like, um, and I think you can also make the argument that on most of these characters, you can make the argument that air might be their best symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely not their worst symbol. Um, yeah, that seems very unlikely. Actually, but, that's not that's not true. I'd say that all might. I think I'd say Ares is worst symbol. But watch me be so, I, so wrong. You know? Well, it, it, it's because of the furious punch thing, right? Just not yeah. a whole lot of furious punch air attacks yet. Right, you um, get the Bakugo stuff basically because it's yep. fury. Um, so it kind all of right. pigeonholes you. But yeah, all right. Well, uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about some attacks and foundations and the one asset. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Universes Academy podcast, talking about the air symbol this week. We're going to get back at you with some attacks and foundations. First up, we got some attacks. Uh, going through the attacks, first up, looking at uh, Kaminari's attacks. Um, one attack that really stands out to me, this was uh, a hard choice, I guess, for me between Electric Jolt and Indiscriminate Shock. I love both these cards. I think I lean Indiscriminate Shock just because I think it has a... Um, uh, it, it's more universal. You can use it in pretty much any deck that has these symbols, unless you're going for a specific like theme, like you're going for like an Eda order kick deck or something like that. You might not play this. Um, but I feel like it's going to kind of slide into really any, uh, anybody that has these symbols. Cause if, like maybe you're playing like Todoroki chaos. Well, this deck has ranged on it. So it fits right into his range package. If you want to run it with that, um, it's got charge, it's got stun. It is a five difficulty, but this attack can easily do like up to 10, 12 damage, uh, with one foundation commit. Yeah. Um, it's well, you don't even have attack. to, yeah. you don't even have to commit anything for the damage. That's just free. Yeah. You can get um, that for free, son. Yeah. Uh, but you get that extra one. You know, with the with this enhance on it, uh, Ryan. What are your thoughts about Kaminari's attacks? I'm right there with you, man. I love Indiscriminate Shock. Um, it's in my it's in my air deck that I play. It's really mm-hmm. fun to play. It's it's fun to throw big damage attacks that stun things. That's a fun mechanic for the person doing it. It's not fun for the person receiving it. Um, but also, like uh, I like Electric Jolt a lot too. Just having targeted committal out of your momentum mm-hmm. is uh is really it's it's awesome. And the ability for it to almost almost always deal damage and almost automatically go to your momentum uh, <laughs> is pretty solid. Yeah. Also, it, Electric Jolt's a really good uh, target for uh, charged up. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Just because I- any attack that has like a momentum 
ability that we can use it for momentum. If you add it to your momentum, no matter where, it goes in face up. Um, and so that's just real good to have that on kind of a, on a stick just to get it back in there. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on Kaminari's attacks? Um, yeah, I think Indiscriminate Shock is his MVP. Um, and, and for the reasons that you guys said, I mean, just by itself, um, I mean, this card is a five difficulty, three check, off zone attack. So being a low attack, and it does seven damage for a five check. Like, that's just using its abilities, assuming they haven't committed anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and it just snowballs from there, um, whether you're looping it or whether you're just playing it at the end of a chain um, and kind of going all in. Like, it's an alternate kill condition card. Um, my, my biggest gripe, and I've been saying this for a long time, is that that damage buff should have been capped at like five or something like that, like doubling the attack. Okay, sure. But the fact that it's not capped, this card's nuts. It's super good. If you're not playing this card already in your decks, put it in there. You will not regret it. Like you may not need four. You might put three, but you shouldn't have less than three. I don't think in a deck. It's also a good low block itself. Um, You'd rather play it as an attack, but as um, I've seen a couple of decks pop up that are only low attacks. And um, yeah, there aren't a whole lot of low, good low blocks in this set. So this card fills that niche quite nicely. Yeah. Have you guys talked about the idea of like zone stacking yet Mm-mm. in any of the, the uh, pods? No, I think not, not I mean, like we talked about it privately, like, you know, yeah. in our text <laughs> chain and our like messenger text chain, but it's huh. not come up on the pod. No. I was I was just curious because uh, it might be something worth 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 approaching at some point to kind of just yeah. invite people about that because um, it's it is a thing that sometimes people do when they build decks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I will say just one quick thought on Blitz Rush. I think it is interesting um, the enhance on it. Ryan has pointed this out before that it essentially has powerful too, but you don't have to spend the momentum, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. That's yeah. just kind of an, another neat little aspect of that card. Um, let's see, uh, next up we have Bakugo, and uh, man, got a, got a lot of Got a, got a lot of good choices here with Bakugo. Um, I, if I'm looking at cards, he's got a lot of obviously really powerful attacks. I think my MVP card, though, is one of his uh, lower damage attacks, and it's Signature Right Swing. Um, man, I, we just talked about having good low blocks, so plus one. It is a high tech, but also just the, the card cycling, especially for a character like Bakugo, who doesn't have the seven hand size, being able to cycle through your foundation, some of which also have triggers when you discard them. Um, is just super clutch. I will say you do have to watch out for the enhance though. If you're playing against a Todoroki or someone that has Night Watch, you got to be careful because discarding two cards is the cost of the enhance. So if they negate, if they have like some kind of negation sitting out there, you get got to be careful not to just walk into that because you then you just discard two cards for no reason. Yeah, that wouldn't feel um, too good. Yeah, that feel pretty bad. Um, uh, if I had to pick a second card, I. Let's see, I think I would lean towards instant explosive release just because I I have a soft spot in my heart for this card. I love three damage attacks because they're fun to throw at the end of things and just like kind of like your opponent's like I don't really want to necessarily block this attack, but it creates bad scenarios for your opponent if they don't block your first attack every turn because a lot of times your opponent, if, especially if it's a lower damage attack, you're like ah, I'll just kind of eat this one. Maybe I've got like a bigger amount of health. And they don't realize it, but they've just then triggered your win condition because you can use instant explosive release for instant momentum and play like a home run comet or something like that. Um, Ryan, what are your thoughts on Bakugo's attacks? Yeah, so obviously the the two that you just talked about, I love a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, instant explosive release. I'm I'm there with you on the snap momentum gen stuff. It's really nice. But uh, mm-hmm. outside of those, um, 
I think Matt will probably agree on a... I'll just throw Blast Rush Turbo out there. I think Blast Rush Turbo is bonkers. Mm -hmm. Speaking of things that just maybe should have had a cap on the amount of damage they can do, (laughs) good lord. The difference is this cost of momentum, which is a real cost versus a no cost. But you're not wrong. It does a lot of damage. It does. Yeah, I mean, it does cost momentum. But, uh... I mean, I guess the cost of indiscriminate shock is you're at your opponent's discretion on how much damage you're going to get to get out of it. If they don't how? have like, if you they stun them out. <laughs> they didn't choose that life. Well, you're you're not throwing a five difficulty attack at the end of your turn after you stun them out there most of the time. But regardless, uh, yeah. But so if they check fully at all, like I mean, like the backswing is real either way, man. Yeah, I mean, I so, said I said minimum. It's it's seven damage. Right. Right. With nothing else. But yeah, it's a West Rush Turbo. I mean, it's a it's a five low for eight out of the box for free, essentially. And uh, I mean, if you get the momentum mobility online, it comes out live for a lot of damage. Oh yeah. So I think I'd pick that one. I like West Rush Turbo. Yeah, Man. I mean, the, all those cards that you guys named are very good. Um, my so this is where I'm gonna gonna jump on my. You know, we talked about theme earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, signature right swing should have punch on it. Uh, I cannot. I mean, it's literally a right swing. Like, um, and if it did, it opens up the uh, <clears throat> relentless barrage combo off of death a little bit more, which would have been really cool mm-hmm. um, for Bakugo. Uh, like, I don't know. Anyway, um, but that card's very good. Um, and to your point, it fixes six hand size aggro problems uh, by letting you filter cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think the one that you guys haven't talked about that I think is just in a vacuum nuts is long lasting explosion. The stats on this card are, are stupid. Yeah. Like it's a five diff, three check again, five speed mid, five speed just printed on this thing casually, doing six damage. Oh, it also has a plus two high, uh, mid block, so a really good block. And then it buffs your next high attack speed by three, or your next mid attacks damage by three for free. This card's insane, you know. Like like you, even like raw stats, you can just run this um, in a deck and. It's gonna. It's just gonna make your attack turns better, um, because when they sit down and they look at like, you know, a, a five speed mid for six, and assuming you have nothing else in play, you don't use Bakugo as a character, you didn't use Ida as a character, or anything else. Like you just, if you add any stats to this card, it's insane. It's gonna come across for eight plus speed and you know eight plus damage, kind of casually without spending any resources, and you check the five. Like this card kills people. Um, yep. So that, that was one that I would make sure is on people's radars. Um, if I were going to pick one that isn't one you guys mentioned already, because um, you guys have been preaching the instant explosion release since uh, week one. <laughs> and I currently have a fire Bakugo deck that I've been playing and it's a three or four X in it. Um, and the yeah. card is very good. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm right there with you on all those things you said, as far as why that card's very good as well. So um, yep. yeah, I, I also Bakugo is one of my favorite characters though. So I am super biased here. I'll fully acknowledge that. Yeah. There's nothing quite like that feeling when you're playing instant explosive release and your opponent just eats the first attack. You're like, oh, oh shit, you fucked like up so bad. Know. You don't you know. fucked up so bad, I'm coming uh, for you. Dude, yesterday, teaching people that lesson, <laughs> and they and they, they took it to heart because they saw later when they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. this yeah, nitro explosion mission sure is going to give me two momentum for free, mm. regardless of whether you block this or not. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's the other free enhanced, to, if it deals damage, your next attack deals plus two. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. Again, he kind of has this theme of like, my next attack is a little bit better because of this uh, attack, which yeah. is a cool idea. Um, yep. It's the the snowball effect that he kind of does where he's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, yeah. 
I, I will cool. say uh, one last quick thought on Bakugo. I think he has maybe the the most sideboardy card ever printed that I've seen in, in Exploding Pride. Like, it's a solid card on its own, but you're like, oh man, if I'm playing against like an Air or Chaos deck, we slamming this card into the deck because <laughs> you just right. burn them out. <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, it's a low attack. So, I know. Yeah. I, also, I highlighted that card in that uh, that death Shigaraki list that we posted before. Like yeah. the cards, the cards, mm-hmm. like you said, sneaky good. Yeah. And if you just want to play it, the oh, you're fine. The the all low attack lineup is just the main deck card. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And um, and and all right, I would be remiss if I didn't say how it's their impact. Uh, that card is also way better than you think it is. You see a six diff on it. It's never a six diff. It's a four diff. That's a four low doing six. That's really a six low doing six on a four diff. So yeah, plus um, one high block. treat yourself. Yep. I saved that uh, card for you to talk about and you didn't even talk about it. I skipped it. <laughs> I know. Well, so like it was one of the things that like neither you talked about uh long lasting explosion also. And I'm like, this card's nuts too. Like, yeah. like I said, I'm sure biased. Like I want to play all these cards. There's like two Bakugo attacks that I, I don't so, normally put in a list. <laughs> so what we've established is that, yeah, pretty much all the Bakugo attacks are really solid. They're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a pretty aggressive yeah. character, so it makes sense that his attacks would be good. Yeah. And being a starter deck character, I'd, I'd kind of hope most of his attacks are solid. Yeah. Like, works out that way. Um, moving on to Jiro. Uh, obviously, she's not a starter deck character, so we only got four attacks to talk about. Um, I feel like I really want Unwavering Slash to be better than it is right now. I think it's a really good card, but it is so asset-dependent that like you have to go all in. Like, I'm going to play four copies of Earphone Jack, or I'm playing... Maybe six foundations because I'm playing Momo and you're playing Quick Creation and this or something and Airphone Jack or something. What do you What do you want this card to be, John? It's already insane. It is. Like, insane. What do you What do you want to make I, it better? Uh, to not be a mid attack, maybe. Um, wait, which attack? I'm sorry. Unwavering uh, slash. Okay, that's what I thought you said. I was, yeah. I was like, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I want this. I, I guess I, I wish it were just slightly, slightly better. You wish it was a four diff, probably. Yes. Four I think that's probably your, your, your the underlying issue you're having with this is a five diff that doesn't do at least five damage. Yeah, like it's um, it's and it's 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 not even a five speed, it's four speed mid. Mm-hmm. Like the, the stats just don't quite get there. It's so dependent on having that asset in your discard pile or in play. Because um, mm-hmm. obviously, if it's in your discard pile, you can just put it into play, which is awesome. That I mean, it kind of it does solve this problem on its own, but you have to have seen the asset already. Mm-hmm. Whereas something like specialized sound waves, sure you don't. It's better if you have momentum because then you can pop it and do the second effect, but it just happens on its own. Like the response to draw a card, that's just great. It's a flash attack. Also, amplified sound blast. They just they're just solid on their. To Matt's point, it's a four diff. It's a four speed, four damage. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like Jiro, her stuff's designed a little bit more um, confined. Like it's 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 a more restricted uh, design approach because of the keywords and things like that. So. Um, her attacks, I think the reason their stats are a little lower is because of what she does. Um, cause they're meant to be played with her. So when you put them in other decks, the stats aren't quite what you want them to be. So the effects have to be good enough. Um, yeah. so like I run unwavering slash in my, uh, all Momo deck and it is hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's an alternate kill condition. So like, I, I think the card does have enough generic pools for it, but it, it does feel bad that it's taking up a five to slot. And it's not always a kill condition. It's kind of like a five diff utility card, um, which is kind of not normally what your five diffs do. So yep. I get it. Yep. To, to your point, if you're playing it off zero, obviously it is a five speed, five damage at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ryan? 
Uh, yeah, so I, I don't think there's much else for me to, to speak on when it comes to her attacks. Um, yeah, I think we kind of hit everything. I like Amplified Sound Blast. Um, okay. I mean, the momentum shenanigans you can do with it are really good off of air. I don't know mm -hmm. if they're as good off of the all and good symbol, but uh, off of air, I mean, being able to give minus two difficulty to your charger weapon attack, um, and it has a meaningful deadlock response if you ever get to that point in the game to just draw two cards. Uh, yeah, four vote for four for four. I like it. Yeah, yeah, right. I do think uh, it's worth pointing out, like specialized sound waves, the the response that triggers. <clears throat> it says after you play this card, so it works on block. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, so, like, yeah, the, the first one, yeah. The, the first one, yeah. Card. So that's yeah. super significant. You know, like, mm -hmm. it, it basically replaces itself when you're playing defense on a plus one mid block. Like, that's very good. Um, I know a lot of people will look at this card and they'll be like, this is a two check that doesn't end the game, which is my personal qualifier for a two check normally. Yeah, this one doesn't end the game, but this one does all the other stuff to help you win the game. Yeah, um, it does. And, and if you're playing at the end of a long string of attacks with Jiro, it's a charge attack, it, so it gets the plus damage. So Yeah, and it's flash, so it does end games. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's also in four speed printed, and if you got four of the cards in your card pool, this thing's coming across, you know, for five damage. Or I'm sorry, mm -hmm. plus five damage. Yep. So eight. So yeah, no, the card is card is sneaky good. Um mm -hmm. and you just have to you just gotta be able to, to play around the two, you know? Yep. Um I mean, you can play this card with a uh, indiscriminate shock too off air, and just uh, make them check poorly to make indiscriminate shock get big. Why would you, you say know? things like that? Throw some threes on top of their deck or twos, make them tap. You know, feels good. Feels good to yeah. be playing that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan, do you want to lead us off on Uraraka? So Uraraka, um, man, I've been in love with Home Run Comet since I've seen Home Run Comet. Um, I, I love attacks like this that can fuel themselves, and it. It starts out with powerful one, but it counts itself immediately once you play the enhanced to be powerful two. So a three high for four on a four diff with powerful two that generates a momentum, and it has a plus one mid block on it. Um, it's also charging weapon if you happen to be playing Jiro, so it's pretty strong with her. Uh, but I love this card. This card is a killer. You just if you get a hand with like two or three of these in it, it's very quickly the last one you throw is going to be doing a ton of damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel uh, like we've been big on this card since we saw it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts on Araraka's attack lineup? Um, yeah, so I think uh, that the only attack of hers that I probably wouldn't run would be Zero Gravity Capture. Um, and I might one exit in a list. Uh, I've done that a couple times just for the um, air ability to kind of throw it into your momentum, and then I can just randomly throw three damage on something, you know? Um, like, that's, that's not nothing. Um, but... I I don't I don't love that card just in a vacuum by itself. Um, Wait, are you talking about zero gravity lift or capture? Zero gravity capture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, zero gravity lift is very good, um, and I think meteor shower is very good, and I think home run comet is very good. Um, I think meteor shower again, kind of like uh, sound waves, is one of those cards that like if you're you know kind of newer to the game, you look at it, you're like, I don't know, like this doesn't seem that great. Like again. It only does five damage. Why is this an ultra rare? And then you start to play it, and you kind of start to to realize how uh, many times you're going to get to play it in the right situation and setup, and um, that's really cool. Um, I know you were running this, I think, in your Kamui Woods deck, weren't you? Yep. Yeah. So. Really well. uh, yeah, because um, adding that extra damage adds up real quick. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and we've also got her two uh, promo cards as well. We got Pillar Swing and Float Combo. Um, Pillar Swing is a it works another it's another great Jiro card because it has Charge and Weapon. And it's also one of only two cards that has Slam, which is kind of interesting. I think it's only two that has Slam. Resist and Gutter Punk Elbow. Mm -hmm. um, and then Float Combo. Uh, it's another one that even if it's completely attacked, still deals one damage. So that's pretty cool too. Uh, and it's interesting because it's got the the buff where you can switch the speed and damage. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how where people go with that. Um, I feel like Pillar Swing is a it's not really a good zero card because you're never playing this with anything in front of it like ninety percent of the time. No, so it's just going to be it, like it, a four mid for nine. Um, I mean, well, you, I guess you not could. Uh, you play that as your second attack. You play as your second attack, but you could also with her uh, DLC Foundation, it helps you play mm -hmm. that attack. Um, I am interested with float combo because it has death, and we've got um, the Shigaraki the, stuff. Not Shigaraki, the um, the tail dude. Shoji. Show uh, no. Um, Ojiro. Ojiro, yes. Ojiro, is, sure. doesn't his, uh, doesn't his ability have to do with giving something plus a billion speed? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can pump this attack speed a whole bunch and then switch it. Good. Be interesting. Yeah, interesting. Make He's it a, a combo. make it a four speed for a bunch of damage. <laughs> yeah, and float combo is the most Shigaraki attack ever printed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the six damage no matter what a Shigaraki. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, like, yeah. but um, yeah, but right. Uh, I think you definitely play pillar swing as your second attack, but only when you have like the first, uh, first day of class or whatever it is in play, because yeah, then you just have to check sure. running fives. Um, yeah. Um, and which is lastly, a lot of damage. We have uh, Asui, and I know, Matt, you've played a good bit of Asui, so I'll let you lead off with Asui here. Sure. Um, so I I don't like Frog Kick. Um, I can't ever convince myself to put it in a deck. Maybe I'm sleeping on it. Maybe it's really good. But um, her other three attacks, um, I've put in decks countless times. Um, and I would say uh, Tongue Smack is probably my favorite attack that she has. Um, because it's a four diff six six that draws a card with her. Mm -hmm. I, all right, cool. <laughs> like to your point, it's like the opposite of what we just talked about with uh, unwavering slash, right? Yeah. Where like the stats were a little too low. This one, I'm like, all right, yeah. I mean, my character's committed because I gave it speed. So now I'm going to give it some damage. And uh, I already left. I used my character to commit to give speed, so I cleared a card also. So I guess I'm going to draw a card. And yeah, all those things are really good. Um, yep. on a four four diff attack. So um that would be my favorite of hers. Okay. Uh Ryan, what are your thoughts on Oswe's attacks? Uh are we let's see. So oh her DLC ones do not have air. So <laughs> she has evil instead of air. I guess out of those four. Um <laughs> see so yeah, I know we talked a little bit about frog kick on our last pod about how it's just kind of an outlier with having the kick keyword. Uh, <laughs> because none of those symbols really do anything with kicks. So uh, just reiterating that probably down the line, if those symbols do get kicks, this could be a pretty solid card for a kick lineup, um, you know, whenever that comes to fruition. But just off the attacks that uh, we have here at our disposal now, Tongue Smack, like Matt said, is really good, but Frog Lashing is also a really solid card. Um, a plus one, breaker one block. It is a five diff, but it's five diff for four high for six. But it's, it's really... Five diff for a reason, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're playing her, it's, you know, it's another six speed attack, right? Um, and then it does a ton of damage. It's, it's just another big banger, big damage attack. They're ready stuff and just kind of does all the things. Yeah. 
I'm right there with you guys. Um, don't really have uh, much else to add to Asui. And uh, lastly, would, we do have uh, Nitro can Explosion. I, can I point out one thing about Asui, though? Oh, yeah. So, so it kind of speaks to what you're saying about Frog Kick also, um, is that she kind of embodies this whole readying theme mm-hmm. that Air normally does, uh, which Frog Kick does and uh, Lashing does, uh, which as the game goes on, like there aren't a whole lot of really great targets right now that commit to do something you want to ready. Mm-hmm. Um, most of it's flip or destroy kind of stuff. But as the game goes on, you may get access to some foundation that like commits to do something pretty useful. Mm-hmm. And then when you can ready it a couple times in a turn, it's very useful. Um, yeah. So that's something yeah. to kind of like Ryan was saying, keep on your radar. Like, like this mechanic is not a nothing mechanic. It might seem kind of underwhelming right now because you're readying face downs, or you're readying these other things, but it's going to get better. Yeah, and, and with, with Frog Kick, thinking about something like that, you do have, like, Specialist of Sound, which is a defensive card, um, but there are, maybe there's, uh, there'll be easier ways to discard cards from your card pool on defense later, and being able to, like, ready specialize Specialist of Sound after you've already used it is pretty clutch, it's pretty powerful, or, like, Sticky Balls, because this card has water on it, so getting that minus four bead or something like that would be good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, and- we forgot. We forgot when we were talking about Bakugo's Nitro Explosion, he's in a secret rare. Mm, uh, well, I should I just go further say, down. We, uh, I was, I was going to bring it up real quick. Uh, okay. Because we, it, it's a secret rare. We do need to talk about it. This card um, can, obviously, it can blow people out. Uh, Matt, you've probably played this card more than Ryan or I, seeing as I've yeah. never played it. Um, thoughts <laughs> on Nitro Explosion Ignition? Um, yeah, so this card is so good that I changed symbol and changed my deck to try to make just build around this card. Um, because I just think it's that cool. Mm-hmm. Um, off zone, fast, four diff, great block on it. Like, cool. Um, yeah. what's what's really fun about it is like we talked about earlier. I mentioned the uh, instant explosive uh, release. Mm-hmm. So like, if your opponent doesn't block your first attack, <clears throat> let's say you throw I don't know uh, that long lasting explosion, and then you throw a nitro explosion ignition. So you're like five five, cool explosion release on another five. And they didn't want to block the the five speed mid that you threw first. Cool. Um, well, now I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna get two momentum off of this three diff. And my next attack is gonna clear itself. And my next attack is gonna get you know plus two damage. And then I could give it powerful also and like pump stuff. Like it just this card enables so much stuff. Um, the the thing is is that you have to you have to learn when to play it and when not to play it. As weird as that sounds. And then also you know like. You, learning how to use that remove. Sometimes you, you just may have to use that remove to get it out of your card pool to lower your progressive difficulty to pass that last attack and and not give a shit about the powerful two, knowing that you're going to actually just kill them with the next attack because you didn't have enough momentum to do it with the powerful two anyway. But clearing that card, so like the fact that it can self clear later in your turn is really strong. Like it's a uh, this card does it all. It's worth being a secret rare, and um, yeah, I I like this card a lot. I look forward to continuing to build with this card in mind as they they move forward in sets as well mm-hmm. um moving along we'll talk about the one asset we have the earphone jack which is obviously one of jiro's rares uh, i think this card is really powerful i know it's unique but i still think you run like two or three of them in his deck because it has that plus one high block which is really clutch um i pl- i've played it i think in every air deck i've made and i will be honest i forget about the second part of it and when to use it <laughs> the, the after you you can commit it to radio foundation which is really powerful um but i think it's just also interesting to have it kind of uh, mill your opponent's deck um when, when you respond after you play attacks i think that's pretty interesting i've played a match yesterday and i played against tokiyami 
and uh, I hit like two or three of his Dark Shadow ruins in like one turn off earphone jack. It is just brutal. Savage. <laughs> Milling is an awful strategy that shouldn't exist in card games because no one enjoys it. Even the person doing it doesn't enjoy it. You know what else shouldn't be? <laughs> losing what? shouldn't exist because no one losing. I don't want to lose like anymore. Uh, Everyone gets a gold star. Yes. Uh, do you guys have have anything to say about earphone jack before we move on to foundations? It, it just fits the like I was saying the, the whole ready stuff up theme, mm-hmm. um, and and we're gonna see some of that in the foundations also. But um, like that's a very very air mechanic, and it's mm-hmm. it's just one of those things that it's really strong. Now they were smart enough to. Most of these abilities that ready things say hasn't been ready this turn or this mm-hmm. combat phase, I should say, um, which is very wise because if no that's not on there, tradition. yeah, yeah. Well, even further, like when it's not on there, higher caliber or whatever you want to think of, you know, like um, if it's not on there, then you just keep writing the same thing over and over and over again. And it gets really unfair very quickly. Um, yeah. So. Uh, props to Jazzco for knowing that and for making sure that these cards all say that. I think there's maybe one um, that lets you ready a card that's been readied already. It just says ready a card. It doesn't say ready one that hasn't been readied, if I remember correctly. But that's only one card. That's that's not super abusive. It's yep. strong, but not super abusive. Um, all right, so moving on foundations. Uh, first up, again, we've got Kaminari looking over his uh, foundations. If I had to pick one that I, wanted, I would want to spotlight, I got to say it's charged up. I think this card is ridiculous. I think some people might overlook it because it's a 2-5. It's got a not great block, and it removes itself. Um, but the ability to enable, like, a uh, meteor shower. Like, if you've got one meteor shower in your hand or something like that, and you've got one or two in your discard pile, and you, but it's not in your momentum yet, and you're playing Kaminari, and you pop Electric Jolt, and it goes off, and you're like, all right, well, boom. I can remove charged up um, uh, meteor showers in my momentum now, and I'm good to go to get the combo and just loop it until I kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, what yeah. are your, what are your, th- or do you have some, Ryan? Uh, well, I- hey, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I was just gonna say, like, uh, I like charged up for other reasons. Just mm-hmm. it it opens up so many options for you from your discard pile for really cool effects in the set so far. Because mm-hmm. there's so many things that are playable if it's face up in your momentum that add to your momentum face up from anywhere. So it just mm-hmm. gives you a plethora of things you can do at the cost of removing a foundation. You can get whatever effect you need at any given time, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super toolboxy, you know, yeah. like, and, and it's, again, probably only going to get better, right? Because they're going to still probably print more cards that say, well, adds face up and does something. Um, to to your question, John, um, short circuit would be the card I would point to. Um, I think cards like this that do damage or speed resets right now are the best defensive cards in the set. Um, and you know, short circuit can kind of just destroy to keep you alive. Sometimes, um, mm-hmm. it's an enhance, so you have to use it at the right time, but, um, it's really, really strong uh, foundation. Mm-hmm. Ryan, did you have something other than, uh, charged up? Um, I mean, I love, honestly, I love every single foundation he has. Uh, I find mm-hmm. myself putting all of these in a lot of the decks that I build. Um, <laughs> n- not even joking. Uh, yeah, and they are I guess... they're very good. Requesting assistance, I like quite a bit. It's another one that ready stuff up. It's, you know, it's on a flip to ready any other thing if you have momentum. So it kind of lets you, with a few resources, get into a kill turn a little earlier than you might if you have a really strong early turn to get a bunch of these out. Mm-hmm. And right. it's at zero diff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That spam is really good. Good spam. 
All right. Uh, moving on to Bakugo. Uh, Matt, I'll let you go first as our resident Bakugo expert. <laughs> um, Bakugo's best foundation is encouragement. Encouragement. Um, yeah. I mean, like for him, mm-hmm. uh, I, I would definitely say, don't get me wrong, latent skills is, is, I would say, a real close second. And I'm sure Ryan will talk much more about latent skills because he loves that card. But um, encouragement. It, it, so when you play against Bakugo, a lot of times what you want to do is not block because then he doesn't get to clear. And then he has to kind of like sit there and play with progressive. Encouragement fixes that problem. It's also got a great block on it. So, hands down, the one I would encourage uh, people to play. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, Ryan, do you want to talk to us about lane skill? Nah, man, that's not the card. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk about lane skill. I love lane skill, man. You talk about, yeah, you can talk about whatever um, you want. That's fine. So, I mean, just like signature right swing, I mean, this card probably feels more impactful if you're playing a six hander, but that doesn't mean it's not good in a seven hander. Um, right. <laughs> I mean, you want to find as many you, you want to find what you need to win the game, whether it be an attack or a defensive piece or an action or whatever. And mm-hmm. it lets you see so many extra cards that I, I still think that a flip cost is virtually no cost. It just is non-existent. So when I say yeah. there's no cost to the ability, I'm just talking about it's virtually no cost. It's flip, discard two to draw two. I, I love this card. It's fantastic, mm-hmm. and it has an off zone plus two block that is extremely playable. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had to pick one latent skill, it would be mine as well. Um, I do think in danger is interesting. I haven't played it uh, myself, but as far as like a spam foundation to kind of, for especially for like the seven hand size characters, you're going to get into the situation, I think, uh, a little more often than the six hand size characters to kind of help you like, kind of like short circuits, just like the, oops, maybe I just don't die now. Yeah. Just being able to pop it and be able to block something a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, the, the problem with it is it's, it's health claws. Yeah. Um, like a lot of times I find myself like one or two outside of whatever their attack's doing and your opponent kind of gets to control that. Yeah. Um, but it is still a spam foundation that's a zero diff that has a playable effect. So right now that's good enough. Yeah. For I, me. Wish it, I wish it was playable while committed. I think that would yeah. put it over the top. Mm-hmm. Or if it was a flip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a like, destroy. Yeah. Yeah. Why's that not a flip? Like, yeah. But then I guess if uh, honorable mentions, uh, I think capabilities is very strong. It's a it, en- it enables all your fury attacks to get real Maybe scary. Kill them, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus two speed and plus five damage. Ain't no joke. Yep. All right. The downside um, of the card is it's got an unplayable block at plus four. <laughs> yeah, and it's a three diff. So yeah, just yeah. accept your death if you're trying to block with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to Jiro. Um, I feel like she's only got three because she's got the the asset as we, as we mentioned. I feel like. For all three of us, it's going to be Specialist of Sound. Like, that's just her best foundation. No, it's not. Destined for Mainstream Success is super good, too. Okay, okay. Talk to me like, about Destined for Mainstream Success. Um, So, its interaction, not off of air, but with mm-hmm. celebrity status, is nuts. Yeah. Two flips to recur any attack from your, your momentum. Um, This lets you go and <clears throat> basically play with the peak rule. So, mm-hmm. you always just name attack, because that's mm-hmm. going to be the worst checks in your deck. You flip it over. If it's an attack, cool, I just drew a free attack. If I didn't, cool, I know that I'm not going to check an attack. I can proceed to do what I need to do. Like, I, I especially as the sound is good, <clears throat> but disinformation success is always good. Like, it's good on offense and on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, especially as the sound is only good on defense. So, I, I would put disinformation success as my favorite. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I think both of these cards are going into every air deck you're building, to be fair. Well, I think all three of these cards go into every air deck that I build. Like, Plug in yeah. maybe sometimes gets cut, but yeah, the other yeah, two yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Like specials to sound and destined for mainstream success are auto includes, I think, in air and plug in yeah. is is definitely still playable. 
Um, yeah. but yeah, I'm right there with you. Like I'm, I think I'm with John that I would, I think specialist of sound is probably my favorite one just because mm-hmm. of how strong to have a minus three speed on a stick is that you can use every <laughs> turn. Um, but Hey, you don't have to sell me on destined for mainstream discuss. Yeah. I love it. If yeah. I can say the oh, name of the card, they're both <laughs> super good. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, all her stuff, like her whole kit's good. And that's yeah. why she's such a strong character. All right. Uh, moving on, Ryan, you want to talk to us about some Uraka foundations? Yeah, man. So, um, I mean, I think out of these, um, I probably don't respect encouraging training partner as much as I should with the speed reset that it has on it. But, uh, when I go to actually pick one of these, I like wealthy aspirations a lot because I like, for me personally, I like to do a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. momentum shenanigans. So anything that lets me get more momentum for free. Uh, I'm a pretty big fan of. Even if it's unique, it's a unique that has a plus one low block, so it's still playable, even if you draw multiples of them. Because uh, people are trying to get at you with these low attacks all the time these days. So, uh, Wealthy Aspiration is probably going to be up there for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, for myself, I, I think I uh, would lean towards release. It is a four check on a zero diff, which does hurt. Um, but just speaking of cards that, like, hey, I don't die now. Like that's release goes a long way for helping you uh stay alive and maintain maybe for that one more turn, you know, so so you can get back in there and kill your opponent. Uh Matt, do you have anything to add to Uraraka? Um, yeah, well I think it's interesting to see that Uraraka's whole defen- or like foundation base is largely defensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, like three out of the four are just defensive cards. Um I agree with you, I think release is probably uh the one that's generically the best. You know, like like it's a a very defensive card, but um, encouraging training partner is one that I would say I kind of slept on because I was like, four speed still a lot of speed. But then you sit down from like a reciprocal burst that's like coming across for like fifteen plus speed, and you're like, yeah, I'll flip a card to put it back to four and block this. You know, like four is um, not so bad. Yeah, and then even further, you can reduce it down further from four. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that card's sneaky good. Um, like I said earlier, I think the resets in the set are the best defensive cards. So um, I would I would point people towards that. I'm not going to use my encouragement pun again. Mm-hmm. You already um, did. And, yeah. No, I can't. I can't do it twice. It's not. Oh wait. <laughs> and we've also got from the DLC. We've got first day of class, which I think is going to be another oh. one of like oh. if you're playing any of these symbols, you're you're gonna probably auto include it. Um, I'm pretty. Card I think we're all pretty pretty excited for this card to come out. Oh yeah. Um. All right. Uh, I think wrapping up. Or go I, ahead, Ryan. Well, I was gonna say I think that uh, this is a another card that um they kind of designed around um reading shenanigans mm-hmm. uh, just just by making it only usable like on your first attack yeah so i, I think that they good uh call. They, they've done a good job planning some of these cards so we don't do busted well, things and it says the first attack yeah it doesn't yep. say your first attack so like it and it doesn't matter because there's no reversals in the game but if there ever are reversals keep an eye on this card mm-hmm. yeah. or if you're playing it in uh ufs standard or legacy or yeah, yeah yeah yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah. and standard and standard this card does more for sure yeah but um but yeah uh, Asui? On. Yeah, I was going to say, wrapping up our, our air uh, foundation uh, discussion is Asui. Matt, you want to get us started with, as our resident Asui player? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think just general approach, again, her foundations are pretty defensive, but um, Rescue Complete, this card is just very good. It makes all your other cards better, gives them another ability where they can either add or reduce speed. Um, again, got a low block on it that keeps coming up, right? Um, mm-hmm. Just happens to be on really good cards within air. Um, and then it also can just destroy to ready up some things to let you push even further. Um, so I would say that's probably her best foundation. 
Um, but the others are not far behind it. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree, especially in Asui, where you are as a theme flipping a lot of uh, cards face down. And as to, to Ryan's point, flipping is not a cost. It's especially not a cost when you've got a card like Rescue Completed that gives them additional functionality as a just blank card because you're you don't care about committing a blank card. It does nothing. Right. Um, I, I would have to agree with Rescue Completed. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I also love Rescue Completed, but just for the sake of diversity here, um, <laughs> I, I think Amphibious is one of the best spams in the game. If you're if you're doing mm -hmm. anything at all with moving stuff out of your card pool, if you're not in that niche though. Um, wall cleaning, I think, is becoming more and more main deckable the more we see. Like, you probably are not main decking four of them. You probably put a couple in the main just for uh, to be prepared for situations so you don't auto lose to some things. <laughs> but, um, it's still a four check, it's still got a plus three block. But, um, it is like the sideboard king, though. You put it in, yeah, bring it in to just totally. save your damn life, especially with plus ultra coming out. Like, this card is gonna see play. more and more play. Yeah, like like walking plus wall clink plus ultra combo is the best blocks in the game. Like block anything on a five, mm -hmm. well, plus progressive, but probably yeah. a five and take no damage. Um, like I was gonna say, like I, I wanted to make sure we talked about wall clink, but I just don't think it's actually her best one because of that four check. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas like rescue completed, you gotta convince me not to play it. So yeah, and I, I think she's another character where her whole foundation kit is nice because even observant mm -hmm. students a pretty good card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I mean, it's that not doing anything busted, but it does. Yeah, have a deadlock enhancement. Even the flip to look at your top card works with Jeez, destined cool. for mainstream success. If you want to draw a card, mm -hmm. and it yep. has a plus one low block on it, so it's it's solid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of the overarching theme with air. Is just man, it's really solid. Really, I mean, really like everything about it. I think is uh, and above like far above average. Like the good bordering on great as an overall foundation. Yeah, I think the foundation base in particular is one of the best right now, just in this very limited environment. It is definitely up there. It, it's very defensive, and it's also <clears throat> can ready its stuff up, so like that kind of gives it an offensive element. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the best air decks, points to Jiro, um, are the ones that can compensate and be good offensive characters. Um, it's like you just want to run a solid attack lineup, and then a character who kind of makes it better and then the foundation base takes care of itself. You know, like you can survive just off your foundation base and, you know, readying your specialist of sounds or other things like that. So um, for sure, I think, I think it's a, it's a really solid symbol. Um, probably in the top, what, four or five. I don't know. Maybe top three. I don't know. Uh, I haven't, I, I haven't I, done I, a, I a symbol breakdown yet. Do what? I would, I was saying I'd put it up in top three. Yeah. I yeah. would solidly drop it in the top three. Okay. I definitely think it's top five. I, I would have to stop and, and, and really think hard about it. And you guys talk about these a lot more than I do. So if I, if I did like just off the top of my head, top three, no particular order, I'd say good air and then maybe fire or void just because of how strong eraser, the void eraser. Yeah. I would definitely um, have fire and air up there. I don't know where else I go from there though. Um, but maybe, maybe after we've done all these, maybe we'll, we'll do a, yeah, a, a, we'll do a, a wrap up and talk about the, the symbols as a whole. Um, yeah. But that is going to do it for our air discussion today. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, we should have a deck breakdown coming out along with this, maybe the day after. Or so we'll we'll pick an air character and we'll put we'll put a deck profile out. I think Matt, you're working on those for us now, right? Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have a, an air list of some sort. Probably, um, you know, probably Dinky if I were to guess, because I, I really like him off of air right now. But the inside scoop for the podcast listeners—they know, know what articles well, come in a day sooner. 
We'll see what happens, you know? He's going to put out like an Uraraka DLC article. Yeah. I lied to you. Got him. It's a Bakugo list. Who knew? Um. See, uh, oh, I guess we have to figure out because we only got two symbols left, right? Uh-oh. We have two symbols knife left. Fighting. <laughs> knife fighting at this point. Just... Uh, um, how, do we, how do we want to determine this last symbol? I, I've, got, I've got a coin right here. I, we're going to flip it up. We're, we're going to switch it up on Ryan. Uh, what two do you have left? Life and... The other symbol. Something, something good. Life and good. The so good life. talking about Midoriya. <laughs> yeah. All, all right, Ryan. Heads. It's good. Tales is life. What's it going to be? Heads. I hope Joey ate it. It's heads. All right. I did it. 50 50, baby. I'm good at calling coin tosses. Hey, uh. So we're doing good. Uh, doing good. Yeah, we are. Doing good. Hey, doing good. It's all good. Oh, Joey, you're caught on the mic. Jeez. So then, I mean, life will be the final episode. Yeah. Life will be the final. We're going to end life. Yeah, end life. Well, good, we get to talk about Hiroshima again next week. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> For the first time in a long, like, actually long, long time. Yeah. Um, Alright, Uh, what, what else do we have going on? Uh, Trying to think, what else? Do we have anything? No, it's been a quiet front, like, or quiet time on all fronts, I was trying to say. Um, mm-hmm. There's not really any, like, tournaments going on. Uh, we still got our articles coming out on the website on Wednesdays. Um, mm-hmm. those are coming out on the uvsacademy.wordpress.com or on our Facebook page. You get the links there. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I think we're still trying to get our streaming game together on Thursdays, but that is a matter of us getting coordinated where two of us feel like doing right. it on any given night and actually being awake and, past nine o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and, um, something worth, I guess, kind of floating out there is that if you're enjoying, uh, you know, our podcast and our other content and all, um, keep your ass peeled. We are going to be launching a Patreon, uh, trying to get our, our, uh, community some extra perks and other things like that. Um, so that'll be coming probably hopefully by the end of the year, you know, maybe to start off uh, 2022. Uh, but we'll have more information about that, you know, at some point in time in between now and then as well. So if you're enjoying it and if you want to make sure to, you know, support and kind of make sure that we're able to do some other stuff and get some bonus content, in exchange, um, then keep your eyes out for that. Um, yeah. that. We created the page. We just have to do all the other stuff with it. So <laughs> it'll be yeah. a minute. Yeah. Trust and me. Hopefully you go get ahead. that behind the scenes talk that we, the talk that we do before we record. Right. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. very insightful. <laughs> not, not safe for yeah. work. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, uh, and with that, we'll also, we're, we're hoping to kind of like try to make some other merch or other things like that and have other perks and things that, you know, our Patreons can get access to. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean like, we're you know we're here for the long call and we're 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 gonna keep doing what we do and we hope you enjoy it and um we appreciate all the support that we've gotten from you guys so far uh, i've had a lot of really positive interactions uh, with a lot of people that some i know some i don't know um uh, they just know us through the website and all which is really cool yeah hopefully uh, next week i'll have my sweet new playmat in to show off it's, yeah, I have nothing right now but it'll be right here i'll be showing it to you it's gonna yes. crop it in. Just, <laughs> just go back in and actually crop the image from where you made it in order yes. to right there. Yeah, just move it around. Mm. All right. Mm. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I am John Jennings, and for Ryan Craft and Matt Children, uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for stopping by. See you guys later. <laughs>